Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 387. We're getting up there. Linz is with me. Yep, as always. That Yeah, we will never be apart. Never, except for the next two weeks. <laughs> well, I'll be having fun. Well, Tony's leaving me to ha- maybe have people to podcast. I don't know. Charles might be dead. Yeah, you guys. So. You just don't know. <laughs> Anthony, he's MIA again, but he at least lets he has me an know yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we start off with many people that uh, do enjoy our podcast and meeting them out in the wild. Yes. If you see us in public, don't be afraid to talk to us because we love basking in our own glory. And it is how we met Lynn, so... It's true. I got on this podcast because I made it known that I'm a giant nerd, fangirl type. So we read some comic books, we got into a few nerdy things, but there wasn't a lot this week. No, I think I actually had more news than you did this week. It's because I let you. No, oh, okay. I gave that one mm, to you. Okay, okay, okay. But regardless, uh, grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 387, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of Area 51. It's got to be better than Crystal Skull, right? I was going to say, this is the follow-up <laughs> to Crystal Skull. It's got to be better. Spoiler alert, not really. <laughs> <laughs> wedding last night for uh, one of my favorite artists. Yeah. Cassidy Warner. Oh, okay. And so she uh, she got married and figured there m- might be some people that I would know there, but it was a smaller wedding. But there were still some people I knew there, uh, only a handful of them, but she was uh, introduced me to some others who listened to the podcast and it's kind of cool. It's always fun when so, you find out people like... I have a hard time bringing it up to people in, like, an obnoxious way. Like, I do a podcast. Because then people are like, yeah, I know, everybody does a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you do know, though, it's it's one of the easiest way to get out of doing stuff you don't want to do. Now, granted, I have not used this ever because I always go out to events and whatever my friends are doing. But there's been times, especially on, you know, whenever we're recording, usually, that... Hey, you doing this? No, I gotta, you know, record, record the, podcast. the podcast. Maybe I'll show up later. Yeah. Um, or I need to do this or that. But I got the podcast in there, so gotta schedule that in. And people are just like very forgiving. <laughs> like they're like, that's a legit excuse because we know you do this. <laughs> we hear it every while well, we don't hear it. Yeah. But <laughs> But it's been surprising sometimes too when some of my friends don't know that but my good friends all know that I right. I have this podcast it's because here. even though you have 80,000 followers on your personal Facebook page you never fucking share the podcast you know what I do share though memes yes about Game of Thrones which yes you have to do a thing no I don't yeah you did it on the Drunken Comics Facebook yeah what about it the deal was never to bring that up again I didn't bring up anything you here. did you did. It's Here. connected you to You said drunk. recorded. It's, I never said that. And also, the... <laughs> I didn't ever truly agree to that, and I did it that one time. <laughs> I, I never said recorded. First of all, I said, you got to let it go, and you haven't. 
I, you're still on. There's the fucking Emmys. <laughs> and if they win... Now, granted, we're recording this before those come up. And fuck, that just reminds me. I need to watch those to hope they crash and burn. You're going to hate watch the Emmys. Only for the one category of best fucking writer. Mm. They do not deserve it. I wish the Are best they nominated? of luck... Yeah, that's why, that's why everyone is so fucking pissed still. Yeah, well, you, I mean, all you got to do is... I mean, we were pissed looking forward to, to Comic-Con... To finally, you know, confront them, but they didn't even show. Now we have this new event that has come up to show our hatred towards them. But we we want all the the actors to win in their categories. because yes, they did good jobs. With the shit that they were given, yes, they did a miraculous job. But my hatred for how bad that series went. But again, see, I didn't I didn't bring it up. You brought it up now. There's nothing against posting memes though nah, I disagree and you should share those far and wide because that opinion no uh-uh. is, is held by many <laughs> another fun event that uh, happened uh, do you remember another fun the event the 21st night of September <laughs> is it I the, can't get that fucking song out of my head this is the very lackluster raid on Area 51 yes. where basically it was a nerd party they just showed up and stood around and looked at each other there was <laughs> They said about 75 people. Five of them, 10 of them, 50% of them were furries. I See, I don't. I only saw some of the funny signs that they had. Yeah. There uh, were two that were arrested, but primarily, like, the zone where you could get arrested to even the facility, There's it's like a mile space in between. There's no way, unless there were tens of hundreds of thousands of people... Then I truly could have believed people could have gotten in. But just 75? Yeah. No. Those people are going to get arrested and shot with rubber bullets. Yeah. And Also, like, we know the, the 75 people. Like, we don't personally know the 75 people that showed up. But we know the 75 people that showed up. And they're probably not athletically inclined. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. And all very socially awkward, most likely. So One of the best things ever from this, though, besides the memes and everything that have been great, was the news reporter that was there talking about it, and behind it, a Naruto person was doing the running right behind. The Naruto run? Yeah. Like, just catching that one person at the right time, running behind him has been a clip that's gone viral that is quite hilarious. Yeah. I, I am very sad in that I, well, no, I'm glad I didn't go. I was hoping it would be one of those things that, like, damn, I really missed out on that. Yeah. Have to wait till next year's raid. No. Yeah. I doubt yeah. that will happen. Yeah. Just one of those things where you plan a Facebook event and thousands of people say they're going to show up and really five people do. All Facebook events ever. Where do they say Bigfoot is? The Everglades or I think Appalachian that, Mountains? Yeah, I think it. Because we should do one of those. Like, just have a bajillion <laughs> people show up and we raid the wo- woods and then. I would love to see a thousand people raid the Everglades. I would. A thousand people would most likely well, die. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Any of these places, they're going to go a hundred meters away and fall down a cavern or. Yeah. Or you get eaten by an alligator or stung by a bug that will kill you instantly. Everglades are not a fucking or a thing to fuck around with, man. That shit's... Mother Nature is getting revenge at her finest. But I would like to see more raids just to keep up with. Yeah. Raids. Raids. 
Raves. Raves. Nerdy raves. Nerd raves. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. It would smell a lot. You have people dancing, and then they get sweaty. And only about 50% of the nerd population actually wears deodorant. Yeah, they need to use some nice smelling soaps and yes. Yes. and other things. Coming from our, our live sponsor this week. <laughs> she didn't actually give me any... Co- we need to get copy from her oh, on all her products. Oh, yeah, from all the products. Yeah. yeah. Simply Lovely Apothecary. Apothecary. Yeah, is yeah. the name. And it's my sister-in-law's business that she has started, which... That shit smells good. Yeah. It's the beard oil. I mean, we were we were looking at we were inspecting Matt's beard when we were at his at their get together the other day and he's got a pretty rock and healthy beard right now. <laughs> uh is she on Facebook? Is that where you go yeah. and buy her stuff? Yeah. We'll we'll get better more interesting details later. But she's not really a sponsor, no. we're just giving Pippin. one. Of- yeah, we're we're giving her an insider uh, a deal there on Snepotism. on our rates that we would <laughs> normally charge. But also, we think it's important for nerds to have good hygiene because either listen, everyone who listens, listen, <laughs> either you notice that there's a problem or you're the problem. So <laughs> if you've gone to a con and been like, I don't see what the big deal is, you're the person who needs to buy the soap. Sorry, no, no, trying to be mean, but we all just want to enjoy our enclosed, very warm space together pleasantly. <laughs> Soap helps with that. So, yeah. Um, besides all the the randomness. Randomness. Oh, going back though to the being boozled too. I thought you were saying because I shared something that I shared on. Drunken Comics, which was the reason why. Because I was going to be like, fuckers, you guys are supposed to be sharing that shit too. No, no. It was specifically because you oh. shared Game of Thrones oh, yeah, okay. content yeah, yeah. on the DOC. Oh, I've been doing that all the time. So. I know. It's been a while, though. It's not being boozle worthy. You were, you were, you had a gap. Char- Charles has a couple coming up because... He's not here. He no-showed today. Yeah. No call, no show. Yeah. <laughs> Usually you get fired for that shit, but we're desperate. <laughs> I don't know if we're desperate. You and me have held this together for a while. It's true. It's true. But it is more fun. Oh, with more with people more to people. talk. With more people, yeah. Like, conversations can definitely be held longer. Yes. Besides just our two knowledgeable... Okay, actually, my knowledgeable. Oh, fuck you. I know shit. Um, <laughs> plus, Charles is really good at feel- filling, like, empty space. Like, you could literally just say a word to him, and he could fill minutes with just... Charles' random thoughts yeah. on stuff, which is beneficial to a podcast of our caliber. <laughs> so. But he's not here, so fuck that guy right now. Uh, what books did you read this week? I read two of them that I will go over one. I'm going to let you take over because I still need to. Uh, come up with how I'm going to review the other one. Okay. But the the first that I read was... Where are you at? Was Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda, number one. Now, this is something that I've been 
waiting on for about a year, I feel like. No, probably half a year. It debuted in um, Avengers number 12, mm -hmm. which was about, yeah, six to eight months ago. And they talked about Aliens of Wakanda. They're his, his new group because uh, T'Challa is kind of the chairman of Avengers right now. So he has his own, like I said, group uh, going about. And what I, the reason why I like this series, and I'm definitely going to love it, is they're taking some kind of less used people and kind of throwing them in. And they're also a group of people that you haven't... Um, I don't know. They just they seem random, but they can be inter. Um, almost anyone could be a part of it. Just like how the Avengers teams over time will change. Sure. This one they said a lot of different names, but it doesn't seem like they're all going on the same mission. So that's where uh, some people's strengths and weaknesses could be uh, fleshed out and who they're paired with and who not. Such as uh, um, James Jameson, which do you know who he is. He's J. Jonah Jameson's son, right? Yep. Is he the one that... Who does he become? I can't remember. Okay, but you remember. Yeah. He becomes Man-Wolf. Yeah, okay. Yep. So what was funny was, I was like, that name, it sounds familiar. I don't know why... And it was because they dropped the, the, the junior. Mm. Um, they just call him C Colonel John Jameson Third. So I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, okay. He's some S.H.I.E.L.D. agent or something. Yeah. And then when he transformed, I go... Oh, I was totally misthinking of who he was. So he's got he's one of them. Um we got uh Janet um Van Dame or Pim, I don't know what she's going by now, but obviously they probably got divorced. Um you have this guy who is probably one of my new favorite characters or for me favorite characters. Um I was going to do a little research on him. I forgot, but he's one of the living weapons. So he's more out of uh, Iron Fist okay. um, grouping. But his name is Fat Co Cobra. Fat Cobra? Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome. But he's an immortal. Uh, uses uh, chi you, energy. You know that how that happened is that he was like, I'm going to, this is my code name. I'm going to be Cobra. And one of his buddies was like, more like Fat Cobra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it just stuck and he hates it every time he hears it. <laughs> well, he also seems to really like to indulge on the finer things in life. Mm. Like before, uh, is like on one of the missions in this uh, book, you know, we have 20 minutes, so we're going to be there. He goes, ah, just enough time to drink a beer. And Janet's like, drink a beer at a time like this? He goes, why not? It makes me happy. Mm. And then when they land and no nothing's like, it's all silent. He's like, we should stop by that store and get some snacks. Like, <laughs> I'm like, he's almost like the, the the buddha type just loving everything yeah. and that's what but then when he was fighting it was pretty uh awesome so i googled fat cobra mm -hmm. and i got the the wiki for it but i also got that it used to be an adult video store in portland oregon <laughs> called fat cobra <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little fun fact for you <laughs> Um, so some of the other people is Kazar. Uh, we also have, uh, Agent Strongbow. Um, we have, uh, Gorilla Man. And we also have, uh, Brew as well. Who Brew. is, he is, 
he came back in one he got he died in one of the X-Men and it was fucking sad. Uh when it was when Wolverine was in charge of the Jean Grey school, I forget which uh series that was, but he is one of the brood that mm. is highly intelligent and doesn't have the the evil ways. And I forget which person was betraying them, but someone had then injected him with like a killer virus and he now turned killer and uh he died well he was like in a coma and i can't remember all the details of it but i'm just happy to see him back because he looks like this evil monster and you know from the brew that they are yeah but he is like kind of almost like he talks like beast when beast is like going on a lecture of like mm. some shit that you don't care about yeah but sounding highly intelligent sure which they have, they didn't actually have him speak in this, but these, and what I liked about this one page too, with just explaining some of the other people is like, they're all doing their own missions. They're, they're doing other things. And that's how this book, like I was saying before, could be strengths and weaknesses of these people. Yeah. Um, which kind of the big conflict that started off was, uh, with Wolfman pretty much kind of losing his control when he transformed. And, and Janet kind of you know, being a little pissed off at him for losing control and like not really trusting him because they're all a new team. Now, ultimately, these this was also kind of interesting. They When I was talking about when they landed in the city, it's just eerily quiet except for there's this weird force field. This next page, going from the one where they're just all hanging out talking and there's nothing to this hellscape. Oh, wow was simply mind-jarring of how dark and what was really going on in this town. I really enjoyed it. And like I said, this is where Fat Cobra shined. And like I said, he is going to be one of my favorite people. But the big bad guy at the end was totally surprising. And I'm very interested in this book. Yeah. And I think other people should be too, especially if you want to... Get a little bit of a taste of the rest of the Marvel Universe from the same old stuff that's always going on. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this felt like a a S.H.I.E.L.D. Avengers type book, but it, it felt a little bit different. Yeah, felt more like side. a West Coast Avengers book, right? Yeah. Where they take those alternate teams. Yes, and yeah. it's not like always the, the same stupid thing that's happening every right. time in an Avengers book. So yeah. That I, is always a fresh... Fresh take. It's nice. Um, okay, so I actually only read a couple books this week, as opposed to the last couple weeks where I feel like I read all the books. Um, I read Absolute Carnage number three. I don't want to review every single Carnage that came out. This one... I like that you're reading more of the symbiote-type yeah. books, though. It's Well, it's a really interesting story, just because of the... It's just so, like, grotesque, you know? Like, Carnage has always been that character where chaos and and death follow him around. But, like, or don't follow him around. He fucking causes that shit. But the level at which they're taking this and, like, the fervor behind the Carnage movement that's being created because of the, the god Null sort of worship that's going on is it adds a whole weird dynamic to it. Um, the thing I will say about this is 
Carnage Miles Morales is fucking creepy ass looking for one. And two, uh there's trouble in paradise with with uh the venom symbiote and Eddie cuz they are not agreeing on anything right now and I think there's going to be a I mean they split once already. I think there's going to be another split, but I don't think it, this time it's going to be because Venom leaves because of what's best for Eddie. I think Venom is going to leave if he does because he wants to kill everybody that has the Carnage symbiote on them. And Eddie's like, you can't do that. There's people in there. And Venom's like, fuck you. We're not going to win if we just don't kill everybody. So <laughs> it's just, it's been really good. And all the little one-offs and stuff that you don't have to read, but totally make the story more fun if you do. Uh, but the one, the other one I read was Spider-Man number one, the J.J. Abrams Spider-Man. So, um... I'm sorry, Henry and J.J. Abrams, father-son duo going on here. So the first thing I want to mention is that before this came out, they announced that this was going to follow Ben, who is the son of MJ and Peter. And there's already a comic timeline where there is the son of Ben, the son of MJ and Peter, and there's also a daughter, Mayday, or May, who is Mayday in the book. So that's a Spider-Girl series, yep. I think. So when they announced that this was going to be Ben, everyone just assumed that it was going to follow that timeline. So Spider-Girl issue that Ben first appeared in went fucking crazy on the internet. Sold out on eBay. The original um, cover for that book went for like $1,800 on eBay. The regular issue itself was selling between $15 and $20. Guess what, guys? Not that timeline. Y'all spent your money for no fucking reason, which I think is funny because you would think that as nerds and lovers of comic books, you would learn not to jump the gun like that because nothing is ever the way they sell it. Not really. They try to trick us with covers and little hints, and then it's Hmm. not that at all. So this is a whole separate new timeline. And it, it has Peter Parker, it has Mary Jane. They're married. They have a baby. Something happens. And then there's just Peter and the baby. <laughs> uh, did, did Mary Jane leave? Did she die? I don't know. You'll have to read the book to find out. Um, no, they, they fucking killed her off in this book. Like, right at the beginning. Wow. So... I don't know. And then they jump 12 years. So that happens 12 years in the future is the next page. So Ben is very small when that happens to his mom. And then now we're getting into him becoming a teenager. And very much like his father is starting to manifest the Spider-Man characteristics. Like sticking to doorknobs and like he wakes up from a nightmare and he's on the ceiling and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Super powerful, fighting against a bully in school, not realizing he can knock him through the wall and knocks him through a wall. Sort of typical Spider-Man stuff. But when he gets... And also being raised by Aunt May. Because Peter, who lost his hand somehow, walking around with a hook hand. I don't. <laughs> they don't explain it. I don't know how it happened. He did not lose his hand in the beginning of the book. Like... 
He just shows up to pick up Ben from school for getting in trouble for beating the shit out of somebody, and he's got a hook hand. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I have no idea. They don't even talk about it. There's Pi- nothing. Pirate Peter. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, um, he travels a lot for work, basically. So he's never home. So May's pretty much raising Ben. And, um, it, he's, he's an angry, angry teenager. He lost his mom. His dad's never around. That sort of angry teenager. Um, my favorite part of this book is when he does wake up from the nightmare and he's he's sticking to the ceiling. May walks in and he goes, I'm on the ceiling. <laughs> she's like, oh, sweetie, I have something to show you. And she's like super calm about it and everything because obviously she knew about Peter and like ends up showing him... Uh, Spider-Man suit, because he did not know his dad was Spider-Man. Okay. He knows that his mom died in a tragic accident involving a villain. He doesn't know that his dad couldn't save her sort of thing. There's a couple of times where he says stuff to his dad like, you wouldn't, I was trying to help this kid uh, not get beat up by a bully, but you wouldn't understand because you never stand up for anybody. And I'm like, oh, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) If you only knew. So it's definitely... It's got this, you can, t- you can tell that this is written by J.J. Abrams because it kind of has those, we're going to show you things and not mention them to you and make you think about them until you figure out the exact wrong answer and then maybe 10 episodes or issues from now will explain it to you and it has absolutely nothing to do with what you thought it did sort of feel to it, which is very much anything done by J.J. Abrams. So the art is really good. The panel that Mary Jane dies in is really beautifully done. And it's totally something I would hang up on my um, wall. It's just like a red background with a silhouette of her getting basically impaled for this new villain that they've created called uh, the Cadaver or something like that. Yeah. Um, Who looks to be maybe like alien or robot but when you get further in the book you realize it's a dude in a suit but the way he speaks is makes... it the one with the bugs yeah around? yeah so maybe he's infected with something or the technology alien technology is like maybe he's like borg like you know where he's like half human half alien technology sort of thing going on but it was just a really interesting new way to go about the Spider-Man story without Spider-Man. I don't think Peter Parker's going to be involved in this very much. Maybe. Maybe they'll end up teaming up or something. I don't know how Spider-Man can, with a hook hand, swing around the, the city. Maybe he'll be a whole new villain or a hero that has a hook. I don't know. <laughs> I just keep going back to uh, um, what what's his name? Uh... I'm thinking of Aquaman when he had his hook, like now. Oh yeah. Peter Parker has it. Um, Aquaman with a hook was super awesome because he would switch it out and often be able to stab people with it. And this is literally one of those hooks that you see where it has like the plastic sheath that goes oh. over your, and it's like a metal, like not even a hook, but like bent I would, metal. I would feel in a loop that with the technology they could make a. A robotic, yeah, hand. yeah, yeah. You would think so. You would, you would think that hmm. 
with the friends that Peter Parker would have. Or and, him himself. Yeah. He, he creates little spider bots. Yeah. But no, no, just a regular, regular old hook hand. Uh, anyway, it's a story that seems very familiar because they are kind of rehashing Peter's origin a little bit, but different enough where you're like, not like, oh, he's just reliving his dad's life sort of thing. Like they've switched the, I think the tension between him having an, a father who's just absent and not dead, you know, is going to make for a different sort of hero than somebody who's just trying to fix something that he thinks he broke by, you know, trying to save people because he couldn't save his uncle. What's Ben going to do? His mom died. There was, I mean, he can't blame himself for that. His dad's absent. He doesn't blame himself for that. He blames his dad. So what kind of hero is he going to be is the question. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that turns, but he's definitely got his mom's hair. He's cute little ginger spider man. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked it. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to, I thought that the run up to this being written by JJ and Henry Abrams was a little ridiculous. Like they had that whole countdown, remember, to announce that this book was coming out. And it was like, all right, guys. I mean, yes, it's J.J. Abrams, but also, like, he makes movies and not comic books, so we don't know it's going to be good. <laughs> we just assume it will because his name is J.J. Abrams. Um, but so far, it is, it, is, it is good. So that's what I got. What you got? All right. So the last thing, uh, and the reason why I bring it up last is because you might, it, it might help you a bit in understanding some things because it, it did for me, but okay. then it, it didn't. Okay. Uh, Year of the Villain, Lex Luthor. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. And, and then the fr- title on the front page, One Lex to Kill Them All. Uh. So I'm like, okay, I know. And then, obviously, comic book covers, we've said it before, don't always pertain to what's inside. Are those all versions of Lex? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, this one did. Yeah? And I liked, at first, again, confused a bit on what is going on with these Year of the Villain books. And the biggest thing that I learned, and I don't know how I missed it, but the reason why I kept saying that he was like a ghost or this phantom spirit or whatever, that's because he was, well, there were some times when he was projected by his little um, lax bots, but it's because he has the Martian Manhunter's uh, powers. He absorbed Martian Manhunter. Oh. I don't know when, but it's also kind of why he looks a little otherworldly a okay. bit in his features. So he can be intangible, and he has psionic powers, like, and he can fly, just like Martian Manhunter. So I'm going to have to go do some research to find out when that happened and what exactly happened to hopefully understand more of what this idea of this event is about. Right, right. But pretty much I just explained what this book is about, and it is him going to different Luthers in the multiverse. Okay. And finding them out and kind of really uh, getting rid of... All these ones seem to have... He's pulling a Batman who laughs sort of thing, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know... Like, I was trying to find out what's what's the reasoning for this. Is it to say that he's, like, the true one? But he took a, an Alexander Luther um, 
for like a, a younger um, uh, clone or not clone world uh, person from him from the, his dad when who is a drunk and ultimately when Lex first shows up kills him and takes the boy on an adventure to kill some of these other Lexes and he takes a child with him to murder kind of pretty yeah. much so and that then I'm also like it was uh interesting when the the father goes don't I'll do anything um you know I can do to help just you know save my boy and and Lex goes oh you'll do anything and then he just kills him he then offers the the boy and you what will you offer to live he goes I don't know what will living cost me and I'm just like damn wow. just that small simple line was like yeah you're you're in for something yeah also what is the end goal with keeping this young boy alive we eventually get to that they go to a couple different uh universes where the lex is that world have either become this or become that the one that i liked the most was earth 32 where there's a different uh um type of a superman hero there because uh cal is lex's butler because he is like the batman beyond like he's a the batman pretty mm. much and so why i like i said this is a universe that i've never read any comic books for of where he would be at but we get evil lex coming in here and we have good lex who is essentially the batman of this world right and we have the stand-in who is Superman there. And he kind of sets up a scenario where um, you have uh, Doomsday attacking Superman and this Batman, Lex, needs to go save him. One of the best lines in this, it has nothing to do with any of that, but when he sees this one uh, doesn't have any hair or anything, he goes, uh, tells the little boy... Uh, Carrot Top here, too, is, is one of the boys. And he goes, go ahead and just shave it, kid. Resistance is futile. <laughs> but uh, besides that, they kind of get in a tuffle of, like, the Batman Lex thinks that he's being distracted. They're like, no, go save him. And he kind of then calls the bluff and ultimately says, I will, no, I'm going to fight you. And from that, Lex just decides he's going to leave. So he kind of left one alive. Mm. So now I'm like, what the hell? What is it that he's trying to find? Yeah. And ultimately, they find this one who's also smart, who also seems not to be good, uh, but not to be multiversal evil like this Luther. And um, what we find out is that he kind of understands and knows what this Lex is seeking. So we finally are getting mm -hmm. um, the the conclusion to Lex's desire, which is, and it always has been, to um, be unique. Mm -hmm. And him He's just being... really bothered by the multiverse. Who, Lex? Yeah. Well, not so much that, but this personal one... That's why he's always been obsessed with Superman. But whereas Superman has tried to not be unique, but be uh, as human with with everyone else, Lex right. has tried to not be human. And he kind of even says, uh, 
you know, this is what you've mastered. You've been fooling yourself, you know, for this for so long. Um, you're gifted, but uh, all you've done uh, is pretty much uh, kept going after this, um, looking at humanity in a different light. Right. And when it came down to it, it seemed like Lex was going to kind of let the... Because he also noticed that Lex has taken over Martian Manhunter's uh, DNA, so he's not human anymore. And so at what cost? And sure, you're kind of unique now, but are you really? Right, no, because you're just like the Martian Manhunter now. Yeah. And so it looked like this Lex, or evil Lex, was going to let this one live until all of a sudden the boy out of nowhere decided to zap him. Hmm. And that butt. And kill him. <laughs> and that right then and there made, you know, adult evil Lex kind of be like, you know, th- you know, that you, there is only one Luther. And I thought he was going to push the little boy off this cliff. But no, he's like, let's go flying. Let's go. Have to go back to a part in the book with some uh, sort of a evil entity, psionic, um grassroot type uh plant okay that just gives you these dreams that seem like reality and everything and at the end we see that we have the young boy having this so he's like living but oh. in its own because Lex didn't, that's where Lex draws the line he won't kill the child version of himself it's not that he won't kill the child version of himself it's that he's using the child version of himself. Oh, he knows. I gotcha. He a found him worthy when he shot the other one, right. so he knows that he's not going to become a goody two shoes type Lex. Right. He's ruthless, and two, when he wants to become fully human again, right? Here is his human DNA backup, uh, and I'm like, damn, did not see that coming. Yeah, nefarious. And it still leaves me clueless as to what the event is about. He's been setting up all these pawns, but I need to find out more. Yeah. I will keep reading these over and over and over again. And actually, I feel like I should read this one over again, because it seems like there is a couple things that he's talked to some of his other, not clones, other reality counterparts Mm -hmm. that may be clues to what will be going on. Sure. Crazy. That's crazy. I really liked it. Yeah. That's all that I have for today. All right. Newsy news. So I did find out that there was, in fact, uh, only one person that actually stormed the gates, and that was a 60-year-old woman. Ah, yes, bitch. (laughs) Get it, girl. She's probably like, fuck it. I'm 60. Yeah, I'm old. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Um, it, she obviously could get, uh, faced with trespassing charges and, you know, cost a thousand dollar fee. Oh, kickstart that real quick. Actually, (laughs) wow. I wouldn't even thought of that, but I could have did this, did a Kickstarter and made more than what it would have cost on. Yeah. And I could have been the one to say I did it. Yep. Damn. This 60 year old (laughs) granny is, uh, (laughs) smart. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we all knew this was going to be an ultimate failure, but good for her for being the one person that follows through on it. Grandmas are reliable. What can I say? It's the truest thing ever. 
Uh, so Batman Day was this weekend. Oh, is it this? Is this an arbitrary date that they've chosen, or was this actually like the anniversary of the release of Detective Comics number I one? I can't or? remember. <sighs> I don't think that it had anything significant. I think it was just. I think it was when one of their issues was going to be coming out. Um, not issue one thousand, but I felt like when in more recent time. Yeah. Uh. And then that just became it. So they arbitrarily made it. Hmm. Well, they used the they used Batman. Oh no no. Uh, well, see that's yeah yeah. I don't understand that because the the purpose of Batman Day is to celebrate the anniversary of the character's first ever appearance, which was in Detective Comics number twenty seven, way back in May nineteen thirty nine. That's what I don't understand. But we just had Batman Day, and it was nine twenty one. So yeah, and not only that, but it's supposed to be September fifteenth. <laughs> oh, okay. So we did. We kind of rocked this Jesus birthday style and just picked one. <laughs> <laughs> the third floating Thursday of September. Uh, but DC did use this holiday um, to announce the new creative team for Batman. Because as we know, Tom King is leaving. I Thank saw a, fucking God. I saw a couple articles that were like, Tom King has been fired. And I was like, do you guys not? <laughs> well, he also has his 12-issue miniseries that he's going on with yeah. Playman to continue what he was doing. Which, remember at the big wedding fiasco, I have this plan for 100 issues. And then he announced later on, we're actually having 105 issues because I can't tell it all in 100 and then okay. he's like, just kidding, I'm leaving at like 89 yeah. or some crap like that. Like, I don't understand these choices at all. I'm sorry, 84? But he's leaving at 84? Yeah. Yeah, uh, 85. I don't get it either. It seems like you get to the point where just no one cares what you're saying anymore, right? You keep announcing all that stuff. But anyway... Um, starting with Batman 86 in January, the new writer is going to be James Tinian the fourth, James Tinian Quattro, which, um, is exciting. I like his work. He's done a lot of really good stuff. I like too, but I don't want, I want Batman to change. Yeah. I want him to be married. Oh, well, Batman can never be married. He wouldn't be Batman anymore. Yes, he totally would. No. Tom King, fuck the pooch on no. that one. I think that I think that the way they went about it was wrong, but I think that the end, like the end, the end means was correct because Batman can't be Batman if he's married. You know, it'd be great is for like the next four or five years before the big uh, history world building like event happens, have him be married. Explore that. Yeah. Show how the dangers of that is, but actually physically have them be married. And if you want to undo that, do another rebirth or or one of these or things. Or just do it as an Elseworlds thing. I know I want it to be proper though, you because that, whenever you say it's Elseworlds, then people kind of dismiss that as, eh. Mm. I mean, we finally got Superman and, and Lois to be together for. It took so fucking long, but now going forward, people are pissed if they're not together. In a universe. Yeah. So. So it can happen. It's it's funny because you can kind of see the shift, right? So for a long time, these superheroes wouldn't 
be involved in relationships because they didn't want to put whoever they were involved with in danger, which is fair, I guess. But it's also like you're removing that decision from the other person. If they know the risks of being involved with you and you're honest enough with them that they know who you are, then they should be able to be like, I don't care. Like, I might die tomorrow. That's fine. This is what I want to do with my life. Stop making choices for me. In this circumstance, they let Catwoman make that choice for Batman, which I think is hilarious because for the longest time it was always the men making that choice for the women in the situation. This time they flipped the script and the Catwoman was like, nope, no, I can't do this to you. No, this would change who you are entirely. And I love you too much to do that to you. So for me, I kind of like that where they flipped the script a little bit. But I do also agree. Don't fucking sell it for a year <laughs> and make this and giant hell, event. Yeah, all these. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden be like, ha ha, ha, just kidding. <laughs> That's kind of a dick move. Now, I will uh, say, though, I still like what Tom King does on other things, such as, uh, oh, no, I'm forgetting fucking, uh... He did Mr. Miracle, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a great series. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a good writer. You just were very butthurt by the wedding, which is, I think, is sweet. Uh, I, think it's, well, I think it's sweet. You know what you I were... get butthurt about? <laughs> and it's, it's an honest-to-God, like, psychosis, is... I don't want my expectations to be subverted when I'm expecting something that I want. Right. And that's what fucking happens with a lot of these writers saying, oh, if we subvert their expectations, they'll never see this coming. You know what? You're just tired of being subverted. No, I'm I'm tired of having shitty writing that goes nowhere with no explanation, all because the writers can't tell there's a logical way to go about it. Right. And with a surprise twist. And you can't just throw in a surprise twist when you just feel like it. Yeah. You gotta have... It's, some, it's why I hate wrestling right now, too, but that's a whole <laughs> different topic. Uh, that uh, I was reading something about Event Levi- Leviathan, and uh, Bendis was saying how people that read the... Um, what was the Millennium? Ju- Justice League Millennium, or... Um, that I kind of reviewed a little oh, bit last yeah, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, I can't remember. Justice League. Is that the one where they had the... Justice League Millennium. It was... Where uh, they had the different teams. Is that the one you're talking about? No. It was with the future. Uh, why can't I think of the uh, future Superboy and everything, and they have the L with the star on their... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't... You don't even know what... I don't remember. You just reviewed this last week, you said? Yeah. I, as you can tell, I listen to everything you say so much that it all gets mixed up in my head. There's just too much in there for me to try and pull out, like, super quick. <laughs> Odyssey? Justice League Odyssey? Is that the one you're talking about? No, did Brian Michael Bennis write that? Are you talking about Young Justice? Yeah. Okay. I knew it was a Justice in there, but it wasn't Justice League. Young Justice. Really? Anyways, within there, uh, there is clues and hints of who uh, the Leviathan guy is. 
Mm. And after reading the spoiler-filled interview, I go, hmm, I have to hand it to him. His writing and dialogue have been kind of shitty, but the clues that he had the artist draw in the background and, and some certain things, it's a character that I've never heard of, and that's great. So it's just a new character. We were never... not a new character. No, oh. it's it's a a character that hasn't been used in ages. Okay, and only then was used a little bit. And how he was explaining was, you know, in, in any type of situation like this, people are going to speculate. People are going to want to know who who this person is. So they're going to scour everything. And he goes, and a lot of people's guesses are nowhere close. Which he goes, as a writer, I'm quite happy about. Right. But, as well as, did, did I make it in a way that they, when they read it, go, oh, the clues were there. He goes, there's a couple people that have come close in their guesses. And then the person who's doing the interview and everything had brought up some of the pieces that they discussed. And he goes, I can say this now because when the issue comes out on the 25th, I believe it's the 25th, uh, it could be the 4th in two weeks, but... Uh, that he, uh, they will see it kind of unfold. But I also, when I, it was spoiled for me who the bad guy was, I'm like, who? Who but, is it? Write it down if you don't want to spoil it for people. I want it spoiled for me. You gotta wait till the issue comes out and... No, you know who it is. You share that knowledge with me right now. <laughs> the... I'm not read it the secrets are there they're written on the wall <laughs> uh, I'll just quite literally that. one of the one of the scenes has a wall at least a door with a symbol oh and the symbol is what this character symbol kind of yeah yeah like it the way that it explained it's it's the leviathan symbol now but it takes place form of like what uh Fuck. a suit now I want to know. It's not fair. You have access to the internet. I will figure it out. I just don't want to do it while we're podcasting, because then that's all I will be focusing on the entire rest of the time. And then you'll just get a bunch of me going, uh-huh. Yeah, but you're uh-huh. still going to you're gonna find it and go like, uh-huh. Who? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, I could have just made up like it's uh Someone that hasn't been used in a long time. Booster Gold's illegitimate child, and you'd be like, okay. Booster Gold. Gold's illegitimate child. Yeah, know enough about Booster Gold to know that. To be quite honest with you, yeah, is it his illegitimate child from his original timeline or from when he comes into the future? From his original. Ah, okay. It's like uh, trying to think of. I'm making this up. I was gonna be like. Sparky Silver or something. So when you say hasn't been used in a long time, do you mean like since the early 2000s or literally like they closeted this character in like the 70s and it hasn't been around much since then? True. Both? (laughs) (laughs) Hate you so much. All right. Moving on. Um, I can't remember if we talked about this, but I'm sure we did because you love Sandman, but Netflix obviously is going to be doing a Sandman television show. And they announced that in July, and they haven't said much about it since then. When it's coming out, they haven't announced any castings or anything like that. Well, Neil Gaiman did an AMA this this weekend on Reddit, which I love it when they do AMAs, because they, especially people like Neil Gaiman, because they will literally answer any question. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not overly private about things. If you ask him, you know, 
how many times he wipes his ass when he takes a shit, he'd probably answer you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he did announce that the Sandman Netflix show will follow the books. Because obviously there's always concern that they're just going to take the property and then just do whatever they want with it. And he said it's going to follow the books and even try and fit in like all these little one shots that they've done throughout the years. The little clusters of smaller series that they've done along with the main storylines. So, which is crazy. This is going to be a crazy show because I haven't read as much Sandman as you have, but it's like... The budget for this has to be outrageous. Oh, I bet. In order to pull off the type of special effects you would need to to do this sort of thing. So the, hearing him talk about it made me a little excited of, about it. But I also know not to get um, hopes up when it comes to that kind of stuff. Because who knows when the fuck it will actually come out if they don't just shelf it indefinitely. But Neil Gaiman, as charming as always... Go check out his AMA. <laughs> you got anything? Not really. Yeah. It, it seems like a pretty slow week this week. Disney put out their, um, for your consideration, webpage for the Oscars this year. Um, it, it's just a placeholder for right now, but it does have Endgame on it. So they are going to be pushing for Oscar noms for Endgame. And from what it sounds like, more than anything, more than Best Picture, or obviously these, these ones always get nominated for special effects and sound editing and stuff like that. But I think they're actually going to try and go for Best Picture, but more than anything, they're going to try and get Robert Downey Jr. considered for Best Actor for the Oscars. I can see that. I think deserving, right? I mean, he acted the fuck out of that entire franchise. Let alone the end. Well, did we talk about him appearing in Black Widow? Yes. Last week? Yes. Which we were, well, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or before or the podcast. About, yeah, just... Because my question was, I thought, because you, you had mentioned him as Iron Man, right? But I thought this was supposed to be a prequel. Like, this is Black Widow becoming Black Widow. No, I don't think so. I think, uh, from everything I heard, this is after Civil War. Okay. But obviously before they both go... Gotcha. Dead. Because I... Yeah. Before they both go dead. I, um... I thought this was going to be how she became Black Widow, which I find infinitely more interesting than what I think they're Well, and I now. can see, though, the setting would be the then and now, especially if it's in between the five years... Because it'd be cool to see a movie that takes place within the years of the, the snapping and having people be gone, but then her reminiscing of becoming who she is so that we have those flashbacks. Yeah. I hope so. I hope we do, because her backstory's interesting. Um, and But I, when you mentioned Iron Man was in it, I was confused, because obviously we first meet Black Widow in an Iron Man movie. So he was Iron Man before he met Black Widow. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess if they're doing it that during that time, that makes sense that Iron Man would be there. Um, although he's in space. Isn't he in space during that time? If you're talking about after the snap, he's st stuck in space, isn't he? 
No, uh, no, not remember? the entire time. Yeah, because he yeah. gets saved. Yeah, that's right. That was the right first... at the beginning, and yeah. then five years. Passed. Did you even watch the no, movie? No, i I have. It's just putting. I mean, come on. There's eight thousand timelines to try and put piece together. So, um, the the other movies that Disney is putting up for uh, consideration for for Oscars are Aladdin. Which it, well, they're putting up stuff that makes them money. Yeah. So Toy Story Four, which Lion King, and Frozen Two, which hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> so I, I guess saying that's coming out before the end of the year because I think the movies have to come out by the year end in order to be considered yeah. for an Oscar. So, uh, yeah, but I think I mean I'm totally for uh, Endgame getting actual serious consideration and maybe Robert Downey Jr. Winning an Oscar for Best Actor and being still alive when he wins it, unlike Heath Ledger, who won for a comic book movie posthumously, and maybe won because he had died right after the role. Oh, no, he deserved it. Yeah. Trust me, but... But, yeah, if the Academy would have... Yeah. I mean, we gotta remember who's voting for these awards. Bunch of old... Yes. The more people people who win, the more diverse people who win, the more diverse the winners become. Yep. So... All right, uh, booze in the book this week. It's actually a pick from last week that I just got to read. Go Go Power Rangers number twenty three. Uh, still loving book. In, again, I love comic books that I'm confused that I can't predict what's going on. Yeah. And after the whole shattered grid thing, the two series went in different directions, and I don't know which one I like more. This one seems uh, they're in their uh, Thunderzords, so I've always loved those as the second season for the people that ever watched it at home. But uh, there's some stuff that Jason's starting to remember about the evil Tommy Mm. and what's going on where most everyone doesn't remember those adventures so that he's starting to remember them and that he's seen visions of more... um, bigger bad guys than he even feels to ultimately setting up a whole future world where it's it's gonna be awesome so the reason why i'm pairing with something from last week is because i just tried this beer the other day and it was amazing uh it's called ace pineapple Mm. it's a pineapple uh, cider beer Mm. now as i said i had a wedding the other night and I also got out of that a little bit early to go to a bachelor party. So I was the most stressed up person at a bachelor party. <laughs> and But I also came without beer because I went straight from the wedding. And I was already pretty toasty. Well, this was one of the beers that was offered to me. And I go, that sounds unique. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. And because that's a weird combination, combining, I thought it would go good with... Okay. Power Rangers. Oh, that's good. And that is booze in the book this week. Right on. Oh, well, I guess I gotta say my goodbyes now. I know, you're probably gonna die in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> so nonchalant. I know, I know. Actually, no. Well, you gotta carry on my legacy then with... I will, for a little while at least. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I will bulldoze your house if you die, though. This just 
torn to the ground. At least sell some of my stuff that's oh, yeah. probably worth a no, lot that's of money. That's true. That's true. Write up a quick will before you leave. <laughs> I actually was planning on... I am a little worried about flying. Yeah. Not super worried. Just in general. But, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. And so, I was planning on just writing on a piece of note. Uh, my will, the kids get everything. Yeah. My nieces and nephews sign it me. Yeah. And that, that would be... My will. I don't yeah. know how legally that works, but yeah. ultimately my brother can work out the mess and right. give it to his kids because I have none. <laughs> so, yeah, I am... We'll uh, miss you, but we'll carry on without you, and you probably won't die. Don't get arrested either. I mean, it's Germany, and you're white, so you'd probably be fine. <laughs> I do plan on uh, posting lots of... Uh, pictures and everything yeah. and I am planning on chugging a beer standing up on the table so uh don't fall well, I, I, I hope not <laughs> I mean if I I'm... fell from those heights I'd probably be knocking into a couple people in the crowded area but yeah uh and actually we have I've seen tables fall and flip and it's not pretty no. for everyone involved yeah yeah so, with that, uh, I'm going to stay thirsty for Oktoberfest. And the rest of us are going to stay thirsty for... Missing me. For Tony Free Weeks. <laughs> oh, makes me a little sad. 